At Angel's Envy, envy is a good thing. It motivates us in the pursuit of better. It inspires moments worth talking about. Moments worth remembering. Moments that raise the bar. Like crafting a bourbon. Even the angels would envy. Angels envy. Worth the envy. Please drink responsibly. 2024. Angels envy. Bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 544. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, something very simple, but it's probably the most significant thing you can do in your life. And that's to stop forcing things in your life, to stop rushing yourself, to stop conforming yourself, to stop saying yes when you have no business saying yes. And, you know, of course, this is a topic that I've covered before, and it's also a topic ripe with classic self-help rhetoric that's, you know, always along the lines of, you know, let go of anything that isn't aligned, don't conform, let go, and whatever is meant to be will magically come your way. And I could dig advice like that, of course, but if you listen to the podcast, you know, I like, I prefer to live in the land of reality. And so here is a realistic a mindful but realistic way to approach no longer forcing things in your life. And not to beat the drum on this too much, but I really do think this is the way to get to your bigger life goal, whatever that is. If it's you just want to be happy or fulfilled or successful or confident or whatever is you know pulling at your heart, if you can learn to figure out what is meant for you and what is meant for other people, you have won. If you can figure out the difference between what is meant for you and what is meant for other people, you've won, truly. You know, and it can, and I think usually does, take quite a long time, sometimes a lifetime, to figure out that distinction. To say, just because a lot of people do this and say this, but it doesn't speak to me, so I won't. To be able to say this isn't for me can take a lifetime, especially because that you know, that mentality is amidst a ton of pressure, social pressure, generational pressure, career pressure, internet pressure, every pressure imaginable. So being able to do this, say this is for them, but it's not for me, it really is quite significant. It is a superpower of sorts to be able to say this isn't 
for me to realize that following the crowd, yeah, it's a guaranteed way. It's a guaranteed path, but it's a guaranteed path to end up exactly where everyone else ends up, not necessarily where you want to go. And that's realizing that saying yes, always following the yes of the crowd, it might feel good to be like, this is my direction, but it's very meaningless if you're saying it and it's in the shadow of your own unspoken but genuine no. So the goal here is to be able to identify what is meant for them and what is meant for you. So here's one way I've found to be able to do this confidently, to stop forcing things that aren't for you. And I'll start with something interesting I found the other day. Shout out to G.S. Bogal on Twitter for writing about this. And what I found is that according to the internet, there's something in like kind of social science, you know, fields called the Abilene Paradox, which goes as follows. The Abilene Paradox is a situation in which a group makes a decision that is contrary to the desires of the group's members because each member assumes the others approve of it. And so it explains how a number of accurate individuals can become idiots when they get together. For instance, an acquaintance invites you to his wedding despite not wanting you there, but he invites you because he thinks you want to attend. And you attend despite not wanting to because you think he wants you there. The Abilene Paradox, a group dynamic where the collective agrees on a path of action that none of the individual members actually want to do. And I've never heard of this put so succinctly, but it's an observation that might make sense for you. Uh, It's a very interesting observation, but it's not something you think a lot about because usually when we think of like pressure to conform and, you know, if, if everyone was jumping off a cliff, would you and don't be a sheep, right? Usually when we think about conformity like that, we think of what we commonly refer to as groupthink, where a group of people become pressured to agree with each other. And then they do agree both out loud and privately, right? We're like coerced into a point of view groupthink. But this idea of the Abilene paradox, it describes the situation where everyone secretly disagrees with each other. There's disalignment between everyone secretly, but due to everyone's lack of communication, it's never revealed. And because of the zero communication there, all kinds of things happen and, and progress, even though it's not true to anyone's desires. I think the, the wedding example is so true, right? They invite you. They don't really want you there, but they think you want to be there. And then you go, even though you don't want to, because you think they want you there, right? And it really is quite startling to think about how often this dynamic plays out in life, if I had to guess, right? Again, I have to guess because the secret sauce of being in the Abilene Paradox Club, the, the the first rule of the Abilene Paradox Club is you don't talk about the Abilene Paradox Club because it's all it's all based on lack of communication, lack of honesty. The wedding example is great. Uh, in my career, I, I could think of one example that comes to mind is the idea of company happy hours. Um, you know, it's like the boss thinks everyone wants to bond and come together. And so he suggests a happy hour and the employees think everyone else wants to go and bond at this happy hour. They think the boss really wants them to go, but everyone, including the boss, doesn't want to go. Everyone just wants to go home, but no one says this. So secretly, everyone assumes that everyone else wants to go or like dating. Maybe you're dating someone and they're like, we should go to sushi. You hate sushi, but they sound excited about it. Turns out, though, they hate sushi, but they think you like it. But both of you hate sushi, but no one speaks up, so, so you both go to get sushi, right? You, you understand the paradox here. It really is, is crazy, though. It's, it's where group, a group ends up making a decision, 
making a choice that nobody in the group actually wants. It's where you're always nodding along with the group, but each of you individually is saying no on the inside. And I bring up this idea, not only because it's interesting, but I can't think of a better zoomed out representation of how we as humans tend to make decisions in life. We look to others for what we should do, for what we should want, for what how we should feel, and we align ourselves with other people's perceived opinions. All the while, though, their opinion might not even be real. It's not even real. By copying others, we're like now two levels removed from our own authenticity. We're copying people who don't even want to be there in the first place. We're copying people whose opinions aren't real because everyone isn't exposing their true opinion. So I bring up this idea because it's one thing to conform in life, right? It happens. But it's another thing, like a double dose, when it's misguided conformity misguided conformity where we force ourselves into situations like attending events out of politeness rather than our true desire, for instance, because we mistakenly believe that's what others expect or that's what others want. But here's the thing. Everyone else might be thinking the same thing. And that the paradox is like a reflection of this collective charade of our contentment, a collective charade of dishonesty. We're all faking it. We're all faking it. And that's a big, big problem because now we're copying people who are faking it and we're so removed from choices that are authentic to us. So no shock for this episode, I want to help us all push back on this idea and so we can make decisions that are genuine to us. So to do that, I have two questions you can ask yourself to ensure that you're not falling victim to the Abilene paradox. And it requires us to inject a healthy dose of authentic communication in our lives with others, of course, but mostly with ourselves. When we can authentically communicate with ourselves, only then can we find the courage to say no, where we've been programmed for so long to say yes. And this idea isn't about like advocating for it being difficult or refusing everything or like intentionally being the odd one out. This is the idea of prioritizing your genuine desire, genuine choice, genuine choice. We have to develop our own genuine opinion that may or may not be the same as other people. The Abilene Paradox flourishes on a foundation of presumed mutual agreement, the the collective misunderstanding that we all want the same thing when in fact we likely don't. We might not all want it. We have to learn to be open to zigging when everyone else is zagging and not for the sake of being rebellious but in the pursuit of authenticity, the pursuit of genuine choice. We have to remove ourselves from this collective misunderstanding because that's what this is. It's collective misunderstanding. And I recommend uh, by asking yourself one question to start. And the question is, if I were the only one making this choice, absent of any pressure or expectations, would I still make the same decision? Or shorten because I talk too much. If I were the only one making this choice, would I still make this decision? If I were the only one making this choice right now, would I still make the same decision? This is a a simple question, but it it requires self-inquiry. It cuts through the group dynamic and groupthink and collective misunderstanding, and it removes the imagined burdens of other people's preferences. It places you in a situation where your choice is purely your choice. If the answer is yes, yes, I would still make this decision, That's good. That's a good sign. We can at least be a little confident that it's genuine. It aligns with your values and your interests. If the answer is no, well, that's a pretty 
cut and dry sign that you might be conforming to perceived expectations or you're making a choice based on what you think other people expect of you. So I recommend starting here. If I were the only one making this choice right now, would I still make this decision? Would I still attend this wedding? Would I still date this person? Would I still attend this uh, event? Would I still chase this goal? Would I buy this item, right? Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. I also recommend getting very real about your motivation in the first place. We know why we tend to make certain decisions in life. So face those motivations head on. Ask yourself, am I saying yes because of fear of missing out, fear of being judged, or am I saying yes because it truly resonates with me? Put those motivations on the table. We'd all be lying, <laughs> truthfully, if we didn't acknowledge why we make certain decisions, FOMO, fear of being judged, other people's expectations. This idea, this, this question and answer, this putting your feelings on trial, putting your motivation on trial, it's just a, it's a mindful check-in with genuine choice. Are you leaning toward yes, because you dread the idea of being the odd one out, or because you feel that saying yes will enrich your life in a meaningful way? If your motivation is more about avoiding negative outcomes than achieving positive ones, that align with your sense of self, we need to pause. We need to reconsider. I like that. I like that idea. If your motivation is more about avoiding negative outcomes than achieving positive ones, we need to pause. 
And again, I, I don't live in la-la land where I can say like, we can only, we should only make decisions based on what we want and how we feel. Of course, we have to be pragmatic here. Life is filled with instances where we should make decisions because of relationship building or because we said we would or because we need to push ourselves to be uncomfortable. Sure. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about pushing back on decisions that lead nowhere, that lead to closed doors, that disturb your calm, that pull you back to a level you already outgrew. The more you ask yourself questions like, if I were the only one making this choice, would I still make it? And questions like, am I saying yes because of fear of judgment or missing out? The more we do that, the more we develop a compass that removes imagined burdens. I like that phrasing, imagined burdens. Because in life, we all carry burdens of some kind. And some burdens are heavy, and rightfully so, right? These are the burdens of past decisions that we made, things we've done, and loss, and heartbreak, and regrets, and lessons learned. And these are the the real meaty stuff of life that we're working through, that we're learning to forgive ourselves and others for, and we're learning to lessen their weight as we do. And we are very equipped to to carry those for a while, and, and, and through compassion for ourselves, evolve through them. But then there's imagined burdens, like the ones that enable the Abilene paradox, ones that carry with them only perceived weight. Everyone else wants this. They all expect the same of me. This makes them happy, so it should make me happy, and so on and so on. Perceived, perceived. We have no business carrying the weight of imagined perceived burdens. If we make a decision, sure, and and we say no, for instance, but then we realize we made the wrong decision. Yeah, okay, now we can carry a bit of regret with us but at least we have proof behind it. We can move and and react accordingly moving forward, but anything less than informed burden that comes from your own personal experience, we have no business shouldering it. We have no business carrying around imagined burdens when through the Abilene paradox, we know they're probably misinformed, right? We now know that even if we look at a group and everyone seems jazzed to do something or buy something or attend something, it might not be true. It might not be true. So why not use this observation to just resort to a simpler level of motivation in our lives that says, I need to listen to myself first, plain and simple. I can be inspired by other people. Yes, I can look to other people to see what's on the menu. But at the end of the day, I need to make decisions based on what's true to me. I need to make decisions from a place of informed honesty, not collective groupthink, not misinformed conformity. And upside here, practically, when you make decisions from a genuine place, you never know when your honesty might be just what everyone else secretly wants. If everyone else secretly doesn't want to do something, they likely want a spark of honesty for someone to say something. And then everyone is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you for saying something. Personally, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I I finally found the courage to say something and, and be like, Has anyone considered this or does anyone else feel that? And it just broke the entire model down for the better. It happens a lot. So speak up for other people. Sure. That's a nice practical upside, but more importantly, speak up, make decisions for yourself from a genuine place. That's it. I'll end it right there. I hope this was helpful. Hope it gave you something to think about in a small way. If it was, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. And if you're enjoying the show and you want more, I just released a new 60-day guided journal called The Bold Journal, which you can find on Amazon. But that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. <laughs>